You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode of the Sportsman's Nation is brought to you by Outdoor Edge and their complete lineup of replaceable blade knives, fixed blade knives, and game processing kits. Now, we've all been there before, trying to field dress your wild game with a dull knife. This is where Outdoor Edge really steps in. With the Razor Safe system, you can have a brand new razor sharp blade with just the push of a button. No more dull blades and no more problems processing your wild game. To check out all of the products from Outdoor Edge, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-3-0 for 30% off of your purchase. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in there. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Get him! Get him! Yeah! Good boy! Come on, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days? How many days a week do you spend in the 
as much as I can, to be honest with you. Anytime that I get, I'm, I'm out there. Join us for every heart-pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else. I'm going to hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a Garmin and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top-of-the-industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Check out Dogs Are Treed at dogsartreed.com. Leashes, tie-outs, medical kits, paws are protected, and dogs are hydrated, cutting-edge, high-quality gear for you, the houndsman. Gear designed for houndsmen by houndsmen with the highest level of craftsmanship available. Dogs Are Treed is also the exclusive dealer for Houndsman XP Podcast logo wear. We're working on our line over there, but we just dropped some new hats at Dogs Are Treed. And you can see them on our page at dogsartreed.com. And don't forget at checkout, enter the code HXP 20% off, all capital letters, and you will get 20% off of your entire order. Find them today at Dogs Are Treed at dogsartreed.com. And we're live, Finley. Here we go. On the truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And this is Circle Points. It is our monthly broadcast. Now, it has only been uh, three weeks because Zane was on while you were mule deer hunting. Yep. And then we had you after. So, usually you're on every four weeks. This time you're on every three weeks. Maybe it's because you're a celebrity. I don't know. I hope I'm not. <laughs> But anyway, uh, this is Josh Michaelis, and I am joined, as always, on this time of the month by, that sounds like a period, <laughs> <laughs> by Mr. Jed Finley. <laughs> Jed, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. All right. I know and, some people always think I am a pain in the ass. You so are kind of like a period. Like, yeah. once a month, I'm just like, geez, I got to deal with Jed. <laughs> All right, but what's been going on, Finley? What you been doing? Well, been hunting very little. Um, just been busy with work. We just got done with La Plata. Yep. Got our asses kicked. We did get throttled. We went 0 for 3 and 0 for 3. Yeah. Dogs look good, however. It wasn't the dog's fault. No, it was just a lot of bad luck. Yeah. I mean, we even, uh, rain come into heats. So we had to yep. break old shock out in the first night that... The old retiree. Yeah, the first night out, he treed three coons. Yeah, even Wes Hamilton said that dog looked pretty good. Yeah, and then uh, the next night he treed two, and 
about won the cast by a handler giving it to me, but the judge didn't quite take his call at the end of the cast. <laughs> judge, Not, the judge even felt bad for him. It ain't like I didn't try to push the judge to take the call, but he would not take the call. So, Well, I'll tell you how my, which I've told you how my week went. I'll tell you the listeners how my week went that week. Uh, the first night, Wednesday night, Raintree's three coons gets beat. Uh, Riley had treed two coons, covered a coon. She, he covered Rain's first coon. And treed two by himself, but Rain treed a slick. And so she treed three, Riley treed two, but he didn't make a mistake that she made, so we got beat. No big deal. Go on till Thursday. Rain starts bleeding Thursday morning. Can't hunt rain. I hunt scent. You hunt shock. Uh, scent trees two coons. Uh, who beat me that night even? I don't know. It was Cody Stallard on Friday, but who beat me? Oh, uh, Brandon Cosman. Yep. Uh, the Z female. Yep. Uh, J Wow. J Wow. J Wow. J beat me. She treed two coons. I treed two coons, but she beat me on strike. Good. That's a good dog. And Friday night, we cut loose because everybody griped because I was cutting them in them hills. And everybody was marching up and down them. And everybody was mad. And so I thought, well, I'll turn them loose in the bottoms tonight. You know, I don't want anybody complaining. And Scent does exactly what Scent's supposed to do. She goes in there, she bumps a deer, uh, strikes for 75, flies right-handed off this deer, strikes a coon. She's not very far from where we cut her loose, but in the meantime, another dog, Cody Stollard's dog, had got, or not Cody Stollard, someone else's dog, uh, Josh Woolman's. Josh Woolman's dog had got struck and treated left-handed up in the hills, up in the mountains that everybody was so mm. mad at me for cutting them loose in. And so we had to walk towards them first, and Scent got treated in there exactly how she was supposed to, done everything right, and she's treated for, she struck for 75, and she's been treated, but I can't hear her, because we've walked away from her, and them dogs stayed in them mountains all night, the other three dogs in the cast, and we never got to hear Scent, not one time. 125 won the cast, Cody Stollard won the cast, his dog treated Coon in there, Josh treated Coon, but took some minus. And it's just, that's just crap luck. We just have bad luck. That was just and crap luck. You don't have to lie about it. You were sick of walking the mountains, too. I was sick of walking the mountains. <laughs> that's why you were I wasn't lie. as sick as them other boys. Uh, Nick Brady walked them with me on Thursday night, and he's from them mountains. Mm -hmm. So he was fine. Yeah. But Cody, or Friday night, but Cody and Josh, they were, they didn't, they wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, Cody said you can have this spot. Josh Woolman said the same thing. <laughs> One but thing we pleasure hunted in there the week before. Yeah, it, was it wasn't good bad. Hunting. But we started from the top and worked our way to the bottom. Yep. and the dogs all hunted like they were supposed yep. to, and it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, I did see a lot of good dog work though. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was. Um, it was good to see. Uh, I hunted with Topper. Judged him late round Thursday yep. night, and he looked sharp. Yeah, when I Topper mean, wants to treat coons, he's hard to beat. Yep. He looked really sharp, yep. and then uh, um, I judged late. Uh, that was Wednesday night I judged him, and then Friday night I judged late, and who was it today? Oh, my cast that night. I don't remember. I don't know, but Doug looked good. Oh, it was Engel with Echo. Oh, yeah, and yeah, Echo yeah. Looked Echo really looked good. good all week. Yep. Echo put up a big put up big scores all week. Yep, and he did look good. Yeah. Um, 
We had a heck of a shootout between. Oh, wait, stop, 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 stop. What's that? So I'm driving down the road working for Joy Dog Food. (laughs) And the owner of Joy Dog Food, who's uh, probably one of the best bosses I've ever had, no offense to my brother, (laughs) uh, Wade calls me. He said, hey, uh, I was just off the phone with Greg Maynard, and Greg thinks you don't like him. Yeah, Jed, Jed's giving me a confused look right now for those listeners. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, I like, I like Greg just fine. He goes, well, he was afraid that uh, maybe Scott and you didn't get along or something like that. And I said, no, but we don't mention pro sport. Yep. He said he's listened to the podcast a few times, and we've had opportunities to mention pro sport, like with the Ward podcast or something like that, and we haven't. So I'm going to mention pro sport. But I'm going to tell you and the listeners exactly what I told Greg. I've not hunted pro sport yet. I haven't either. Jed hasn't hunted pro sport yet. Not that we won't, because, you know, we might. But we've been busy with other stuff, and we don't hunt that many hunts. We really don't travel that far. There's too many hunts. There's way too many hunts. And so I don't need to go to Ohio or Kentucky or someplace like that to hunt a pro sport hunt because, you know, last weekend there's a hunt at La Plata. Here in three weeks, we always go down to the Lone Star. You know, we hit maybe one hunt a month at the most. Yeah. And we don't have to travel very far to do it, so we haven't hit any pro sports hunts. Not yet. No, but we might. Greg, if you're listening to this, bring us pro sport hunt to our backyard in Missouri. And we'll hunt in it. Yeah. Home cooking. Home cooking. Yeah. As you can tell, it ain't into our advantage. No. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> we Although, still get beat yeah, back. La Plata was 45 minutes from the house. We still couldn't win a cast there either. That's right. That's right. We're pretty easy to beat. So anyway, where was we going before that? I don't know. You said you got called from your boss on the way to... Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Greg... Yeah. He told me to talk to Greg. Well, I, I called Greg right after that. And told him, I said, no, well, you know, we're good. I just yeah. don't talk about things I don't know about, and I don't know anything about pro sport yet. Yet. But we hear good things. Yeah. So uh, where was we before that? Engel and Echo. Oh, yeah, yeah, they look good. Yeah, they did. And uh, him and Fog, I mean, they Echo uh, made a slick and let Fog back in it. And uh-huh. Fog come... And come down to the end of cast, Fog has a coon. Engels wanting me to hear, you know, this dog back the other way. I said, I can't hear Echo. And uh, we come down to Fog's tree, and she was slick, too. Both and of them treat a slick Painful. Yeah. On, each dog treed one slick, but one they just came at different times in yeah, the cast. Yeah, and Echo treed four coons in an hour. Yeah. He spot, well, they Rick Lynch was in the cast with Dale. I mean, it wasn't like there was a pushover cast no it's good cast i mean there's there's no pushover cast no. in hunts like that but dale he uh you know fog and dale spotted him two coons out of the pickup mm-hmm. i mean he treated two coons before they even got treated so i mean it's hard to play catch up after you do that especially with a dog with going out there and doing 100 and 100 out of the pickup yep and then let's see rusty jones got in yep with one of kurt's Kurt's dogs, old Tyson. Knock him out, Tyson. Yes, and I talked to Rusty on, I believe it was Monday. Uh, I had or Rusty had called and thanked me for some dog food, and I told him, you know, congratulations on your win. You know, what's that dog like? And Rusty loves that dog. Rusty says that dog could win. He said him and him, him and him and Tyson get along good. 
That's good. Yeah. He said, that's, that's a pretty Rusty's good dog. Rusty's a good guy. Too. Yeah, Rusty's a great guy. And then uh, Steve Yant. Steve Yant got in. With Jock. And Yant's winning with everything. He just got in with Marie Laveau down La- in Arkansas both nights last week. Yeah. He, he's just got a knack for winning. Yes. Yant's in here for the last two months. Mm-hmm. It seems like Yant's in everywhere. Yep. And then the third one was... Jake Ringer. Yeah, Jake Renninger. Ain't there an extra I-N in his name? I don't know. I think there's an extra I-N. I judge that dog... Uh, late round Friday night, and it was him, uh, Jacob Humphreys, Spice Girl, and you had to walk a little bit. We we walked a little. <laughs> Anytime you got Spice Girl, Spice will walk your freaking guts. I love that dog, and I love judging. Now Nathan got a little salty with me. Uh oh, he did. Uh, we cut loose, and Jacob. God bless him. Trees his dog, and I, I, I even after he treated, I said, "Gee whiz, Kurt, what are you doing?" <laughs> and this dog's running, and so he takes a hundred pump. No big deal. He takes a hundred pump out of the truck, gives a, uh, gives stitches a hundred, and dogs trail around, trail around, trail around, and bang! Uh, I can kind of hear Spice treeing, and Nathan just ups and trees her. No big deal. I've hunted with Spice quite a bit. You know, this is probably the third or fourth time I've judged her. I've drawn her. You know, me and Nathan get along. We we get along pretty good. And uh, I zero in on where I think Spice is. If she's as Spice is. She's usually deep, but she was just she wasn't that deep this time. She was just over here. And so I point my light exactly where she is, where I hear. I said, "I got you right through there." Nathan says, "Yeah." We start. We take off walking. We stop about. The minute had gone, and then we took off walking, and we stopped. And the next time I hear Spice, she's about 35, 40 degrees to the right of where I think I heard her the first time. And she opens again, and Nathan says, Spice. I said, Nathan, that's a long ways right of where I got her. I said, she's minus to hunt her. And now Nathan got a little salty. As good a guy as Nathan is, him and Trey are there. You know, Trey's walking yep. along with us. And... uh he goes, are you kidding me? I said, no. I said, I got you. You're minus 100. There ain't nothing I can do about it. I said, she's moving. Now, Nathan says that I was mistaken on where I had her pinpointed. And she was in the ground over here to the right. And, that, and that's possible. Yep. I'm not saying it's not possible. But this is how I hear it. And that's how I got to judge it. And uh, I said, well, I don't. I said, she's minus. And then I hunted with Spice enough to know when she's barking on ground. And I know Spice when she's treed and she's barking on the ground. Yeah. And I look at Nathan and Nathan looks at me and goes, well, she's running now, but she wasn't when you minus her. <laughs> but, and she may have been, that may have been exactly how the way it went and everything. like. But from where I had her treed to the where she had, she was right-handed, you know, she had moved. And Nathan got a little salty. But kudos to Nathan for trying to, trying to you know, give his dog a break. And maybe he wasn't. Maybe he didn't think she moved or maybe she hadn't moved. Yeah. Maybe my ears, because there is a lot of, if they're over a hill, you know, sometimes they're echoing around and stuff. But you still got to just judge them how you see them. But uh, Stitch had treed in an old foundation and he thinks that's where Spice was. And then yeah. she had left on whenever she got minus. But either way, she was going to get minus. Yeah. But me and Nathan, we had a little... A little get-together there at the beginning of the cast. Uh-huh. 
But, you gotta uh, have one of those once yeah, in a while. Yeah, Jake's dog. He treated two, she treated two coons, and that was she got a good mouth. I mm-hmm. like that dog. Yeah. And then Jacob treated two coons. Uh, Spice treated two coons, and so we had a good cast. Everything treated two coons apiece, but uh, two of them took some minus, or all of them took some minus, but one just took less. So yeah, that was Friday night. But yeah, that's a that dog of Jake's got a good mouth. Yeah. What she, I can't remember what she was out of. He told me. I think she's out of Harry Balls. Really? I don't know. I'm guessing. <laughs> You're just throwing it out there. I, I guarantee it's something that <laughs> Stephen Smith, Josh Watson, and yeah. Billy Cochran, I bet that it has something to do with them. Maybe. That could be. And so, anyway, Jed, the big news this week. There's a hundred thousand reasons to go to Mississippi. A hundred thousand dollar coon hunt. Yep. And that is uh February. Like twelfth or thirteenth or something like 10th that. Tenth and eleventh. Tenth and eleventh. And so that one's marked on the calendar. You got it marked on the calendar. Are we going? Well, right now we may be. I tell you what, a hundred thousand dollars. Who would have ever thought? We would be hunting for a hundred thousand dollars in a coon hunt that was sanctioned in Not PKC me. because Rochdale would never have a hunt that paid more than the world hunt. Yeah, but Pro Sport, which we're mentioning them again, yeah, Pro yeah. Sport, they came out with and they hunted for a hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. So now PKC's doing it. It'll be interesting to see how it goes if. Someone else would have come up with this format besides Michael Moody. Yep. And credit to Michael Moody for coming up with it. Good job, Michael. Uh, you think Roger Dale would have done it? I don't believe so because I came up with a format that I wanted to pay $50,000 mm-hmm. as the Lone Star Shootout, and they would not do it. But, hey, I'm happy for them. Do whatever hunt you want to do. Did you listen to the podcast with Cheyenne Cummings? No, I did not. You haven't listened to it yet? No. Well, Cheyenne said, and his exact words were, when regular hunts are paying more than your world hunt, you have a problem. Yes. Do you agree? I agree 100%. And see, here's where I think it's going to happen. In my feelings, Mm -hmm. the world hunt is going to have to step up now. Because if you want the prestige of a world championship, it's going to have to pay more than any any other hunt you have. Which, that's a fact. But how can you make the world hunt pay $105,000? You'd have to take away all the double cast winners. Nope, you wouldn't. Okay, how are you going to do it, Jeff? Sponsors. That would be good. There's a lot of sponsors out there that do not get utilized. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't have your head in one sponsor. Um, You you got something. You're, you're, You're thinking something, Jed, that you're not spitting out. Tell me what it is. Okay. Prime example, Perina. Uh-huh. Why stick with Perina, 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 Perina? There's a lot more dog foods out there, There's and a lot more dog foods that people feed. Um, you got, look at what um, UKC does with Ukanuba. Yeah. Um, Joy, they're sponsoring a lot of the youth youth hunts, giving bags of dog food away. You know, there's I Diamond. Don't, I don't know what... 
It's and, a contract. And, yeah, I know. And Joy would love to sponsor all this stuff. We'd love to give millions of dollars to all the coon hunters. We really would. But, you know, we're not able to do that. Like, some companies probably could. But I don't think Perina's given that much. This is my point. What? Perina, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Perina should do something. I'm sorry, but Perina is, I mean, they're double the size, triple the size, whatever, of Joy or you know, a lot of these other dog foods. But, yeah, they do a lot of good stuff for coon hunters. But come on. Step up to the plate. It's time. Well, I hope that someone else steps. I I hope Joy steps up to the plate. Or Joy or... That's what I'm saying. Print these shit get off the pot. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I just don't think... I don't know. I'm not in Roger Dale's pocketbook to see what they're giving because I know Joy would love to do all this stuff. I mean, we would love to. We're not as big as Perina, and we're not, you know, able to give to pay for everything like some people could, but we would sure like to. Well, don't get me wrong. Perina has good dog food. Yeah. Joy's got good dog food. Ukanuba's just got good dog food. You know, all these companies, they got, they got their place. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, you got to support who's putting in, in my opinion. Right now, I don't feel that Perina supports for what they make off coon hunters. No, probably not. And we're hoping to, to be honest. I mean, when, when I go into a feed store and it's a small town, you know, local guy, and I'm saying, you know, you got guys getting a couple bags of Perina Pro Plan a month mm-hmm. from Chewy, mm-hmm. who Chewy donates to the HSUS, mm-hmm. and they're not you know, pro hunter and we shouldn't support Chewy really, to be honest. Right. And I say the guy that's getting two bags of pro plant, he's not even coming in here. Right. You know, I want him to come into your store and buy a couple bags of joy because we're just as good at dog food and we're doing things that, that other, that Chewy's not, you know? And so we want to take Perina customers and switch them to joy, but also, Perina is so big that they only do the bare minimum, it seems like, to keep, yes. you know, coon hunters around. Yes. Where Joy is going above and beyond of what they are and trying to keep coon hunters, you know, or take mm-hmm. coon hunters or do whatever they're doing. So, I mean, it's just a, I don't know, Roger Dale, he just seems like, and we're going to get into this too, the canceling of the Pro Hound. And maybe me and you got different views on this too. We just may. We may. Now, I'm not saying... Well, let's just get into it right now, Jed. Let's How's that? jump in <laughs> feet first. I'm not saying that because print magazines are outdated. Yes. They are. They uh, have to be. They are. They, they just are. The Cooner and the Bloodlines well, and the... there's no way they can't be. No. I, and I understand that. But it's the idea that PKC wants to just save money by doing things like canceling pro hound or you know raising the entry fees to this hunt or doing something over here with this hunt but they don't ever try to make more money say say they have a budget of two million dollars every year god dang. well uh, this is just <laughs> if he true. does we gotta <laughs> well a, a gross budget okay and say their expenses are 1.5 million yeah. every year so it seems like all they're doing is trying to keep that exact same gross budget at $2 million 
and they're trying to lower the expenses of on, on the 1.5. They're not trying to grow the two. Yep. They don't want to add more members, which is an easy route to go. Yep. They don't want to raise membership costs, which I understand because they don't want to take it away from hunters, but then they also raise a pro hunt now is $1,000, mm-hmm. where it was 300 mm-hmm. uh, That was voted on by the members. No, I, I realize that. You know, it's, uh, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. But it just seems like they're not worried about growing and expanding the business and doing more things and making more money as they are about saving what money they got coming in. Okay. I agree and disagree with you. Let me have it. Okay. I agree with you on the expanding. I don't feel PKC is expanding in the routes where it should. Okay. Now, the Pro Home Magazine, I'm on a total different level than everybody mm-hmm. else. Everybody needs to take a deep breath. Okay, so you get a Pro Home Magazine in the mail. Might yeah, I get it. It goes in the trash. Okay. I get it. Okay. Now, listen. My thoughts on it is how do we not know there's something else coming? Well, why wouldn't they say if there is? Because maybe the plans ain't final. Well, then why would you cancel ProHound before you could make an announcement that we're going to replace ProHound with an online journal, which would make perfect freaking sense. An online journal. An online journal. Hmm. Just say, look, here's a separate website that's separate from PKC, uh, the Professional Coon Hunters Online Journal. Yeah. You know, you can, make, you can make the front page of that just like you can make the front page of the I magazine. I would read it. Well, somebody might. Hey, all I'm saying is, Get closer to the mic, Finley. All I'm saying is, I think there's something coming down the line. Do you got inside information no, I ain't I got? Do, no, I do not. I just feel that there'll be something coming down the line, magazine-wise, mm-hmm. that makes more sense. Okay, then why not get that set up before you cancel the ProHound and make that announcement before you cancel the ProHound to save all this well confusion? For one thing. I think the plan was to get rid of the magazine uh-huh. and see what everybody thought to begin Why with. not just listen, Jed? <laughs> In today's society, Josh, everything is going up. Yes. Have you seen the inflation outside? Oh, I know. Trust me. I've seen it. But there's also, in today's society, a million ways to communicate. You can make a Facebook post. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on your web forum. You can put it in your magazine. Hey, here's what our plans are. Here's what we're going to try to do. This is more... Maybe there was no plan. Well, then that was stupid, (laughs) Jed. Then that was just dumb. Hey, I just say it. But I I really think that there'll be something coming down the line. Do you know this or you just think this? No, I just firmly believe it. (laughs) Because why wouldn't you? I don't know. Why would you just shut ProHound down? Out of the blue, without telling anybody. And then... Roger Dale woke up one day and just said, hey, I'm done. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Hey, Ed. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't own PKC either. <laughs> I don't think it'd be as good a kennel club as it is now. No, I'd probably not. Probably not. <clears throat> but I, I would say we'd have a few less members. Yes, most likely. <laughs> but I'm just saying that... We have a $100,000 coon hunt coming up yep. in Professional Kennel Club. 
Pro Sports growing. Yep. Uh, UKC's growing. They've got more people for the Grandmasters this year than they had last year. Uh, not Grandmasters. Tournament, uh, tournament champions. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I'm money hunts with the UKC. I get them confused. But yeah, tournament champions. Uh, there's more social media exposure. Uh, more people with money. I oh, mean, yeah. to be honest, more people with money are getting into the sport. Yep. Uh, this is the best opportunity anybody's ever had in my lifetime of making a living just coon hunting. Oh, absolutely. And PKC isn't growing. They're the one entity, the one kennel club, the one anything that isn't growing. Why now, is that? Now, you say it's not growing, but it is growing. But, Bank, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Bank but wants. why is it growing? Because of the pro classics and stuff like because that. Because the members helps. have taken it upon themselves with Correct. absolutely zero help from the actual Correct. kennel club. Correct. And so I, I ain't saying you're wrong, but it is growing bank account wise. Not as fast as it should. <clears throat> Actually, I think the bank account is accelerating. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the stuff that you're getting out of PKC. Is, is less is is less surely the they, surely they will send someone down to the hundred thousand dollar hunt i bet roger dale's there himself i would say i hope so if, if because he, we just had a 64 dog 2500 entry this is just a 1500 dollars less entry than yes what moody's doing yep at la plata yep and nobody from pkc was there correct uh eldon did all the work mm-hmm Sean and Ben Bolden and yep. a few of the guys helped him, and we tried to judge when we could, but even I couldn't judge Saturday night. I wasn't in. I had kids. I couldn't judge Saturday night. Yep. You couldn't either. You were busy. And so PKC didn't send anybody. Yep. They did nothing. Yep. Nothing. Hey, they got $8,000. Exactly. And so, I mean, it's hey, – there just really could be think, much more. If you really think about it, it's smart business – well, I'm not saying... But irritating to a membership. But it wouldn't... They would make more money helping and doing more and creating new members and creating new member bases mm -hmm. if they would just go do it. Yes. Because when you think of... The problem is, and this is... I do believe this is the biggest problem. The age gap of hunters today and the owner. Yeah. Honestly, I think that because if you look at UKC, Alan Gingrich pretty much running the show, you know. Look at his and age. Trevor, Trevor's and Trevor, too, yeah. yeah. But Trevor's more of the social social media yep. stuff. Yep. Um, but if you look at their age, and you look well, at no the, offense against Alan, but he ain't no spring chicken either. No, but I mean, <laughs> he's more of the what's Alan? Maybe I don't think he's fifty, is he? I don't know. Can't I don't I wouldn't think. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Look at the age of people hunting. But look, but Roger Dale also has young folks. Work. Shane Patton ain't very old. Shane Patton, name another one. Besides the office staff. The ladies in the office are all, are all 25, Jed. Hey, They're I, all 25. I can tell you one thing. <laughs> that office staff he's got uh -huh. is the best in the business. They are the best. There will be no office staff yeah. that is even close to the one at PKC. Ever. I don't know. It just, I, it's but just so frustrating for it, me. It is. You don't think it's frustrating for me? Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating for all the members. 
when we have a hunt that pays every $6,500 hunt, every $2,500 hunt, every $4,000 hunt, there's nobody from PKC even there to help. Well, in their defense, I don't think we ever ask them to come either. Oh, I mean, I didn't we've, ask been, we've been complaining about that for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's kick back to the people running it a little bit if, you know, if you ain't going to send anybody. Yeah. You know, like, but El- I'm just like saying. In, in Eldon's case, he should have got a hunt director deal. He should have got five or whatever it costs to send, say, Hensley up there. Yeah. Give that to Eldon. Yeah. You know, because he's running the show. Exactly. Eldon done fantastic. Absolutely. Eldon worked his butt off over yep. there this weekend. Yeah. Shout out to Eldon Corrick. Does a fine job. He does. And the plate, that's a great club. Yes. Let's switch topics because this is, get, I'm already getting frustrated. Just You're starting about to sweat. It. He's starting <laughs> to sweat, folks. I want to, because I got the opportunity to be on another podcast on Tyler Jackson. Is it Tyler? Tyler. Oh, boy. Tyler. Golly. I'm so terrible with names. You, I know it's Tyler. It is. Hey, one thing I do want to say. Uh-huh. Our thoughts and prayers are with everybody in Kentucky. You bet. With Tyler Duncan. With uh, the tornadoes and everything yes. going through. Yep. Yep. So and that there's a, a lot of coon hunters in that area. A bun- that hit the heart of the coon, yes. coon hunting community. Yes. I mean, that northeast Arkansas, southeast Missouri, mm-hmm. western Kentucky and stuff, there's a lot of hunters in that area. Yep. And so, yeah, if there's anything anybody needs, make sure and just send us an email or... Uh, check out the Facebook page. Uh, you can email Houndsman XP or uh, Facebook message us at, at the Houndsman XP page or on the Instagram or whatever, and we'd be happy to help. But uh, another note, your other podcast. On another note, Tyler Duncan. Tyler Jackson is from Arkansas. He's a coon hunter down okay. there too. But Tyler Duncan. I was on the Coon Hunting University podcast, and he asked me to talk about some of the best dogs I've hunted with, or my favorite dogs, I think. And my list was, uh, in no particular order, uh, X Junior, Big Country, and Trader. And it was for completely different reasons. Uh, all, co- all different styles of dogs. Completely different completely style of dogs, yes. Country because he gave me the best two hours I ever seen out of a dog because I only got to hunt with country once and I wouldn't hunt with him again. I absolutely would not. I still won't. Uh, X, I got to hunt with multiple times and I could see the talent and trader because when the chips were down and you really needed it, it seemed like trader would come through. Now I got to hunt with trader a lot. Yes. Uh, probably I probably hunted with trader more than anyone on the planet besides you. Yeah. And so you got to see Trader more than I did, but I got to see him a bunch. And it was just like when you would travel somewhere and and Trader, say Trader, like well, what the last year he got into the world hunt in the top 16 of the world hunt, what year was that? Oh, shoot. Like, I know. my gosh, it was like 12 or 13. No, or, it was more recent than that because it was it? after he won the Nationals. Was it after? Yeah. Or was it the year before? No, it was after he won national. I think it was 16 or 17. Maybe. Anyway. But remember, we hunted him, and you were hunting him every night. Yeah. You were hunting his wheels off, and he just kept looking worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. 
and he would look terrible. And I kept telling him, like, Jed, go line that dog up eight hours from the house, and I'm telling you, you'll, it'll be fine. Because you, you were thinking about leaving him at home. Yes. And taking Bella and Dempsey. Yep. And not even taking Trader. And I said, well, you got to take him. You got to dance with the girl that brought you. Yep. And he went out there, and he was just like a switch flipped, and he was mm-hmm. a different dog. And that's what I loved about Trader is when the chips were down, Trader would just wow you. Yeah. He was consistent. He, you knew what you were going to get out of him of the cast, and that is absolutely a complete rarity. Yeah. And I don't think people understand how rare that is. No, because, I mean, when you were just pleasure hunting that dog, he didn't give. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit. If he wanted to go tree coons, he was going to tree coons. He yep. could go tree 10 slicks in a row and then bite you on every tree. And he'd just <laughs> treat a tree so you could come in there and he could bite you. I mean, that was just the way he was. But once you got him lined up with different dogs that he didn't know, he wanted to compete and, you know, do his thing. And I was talking about dogs getting bored. <clears throat> Trader was a prime example of a dog yeah. getting bored. Trader would just get bored mm-hmm. with pleasure hunting. Mm-hmm. And when he had a couple weeks off, and you weren't hunting him, and he, you would take him out. Then it didn't matter if he was by himself or whatever. You could yeah. be right. You could cut him loose right out of the kennels, and he would yeah. just go tree a bunch of coons. Yeah. But the harder you hunted him, it seemed like the the worse he got. As far as, you know, I've done this, yeah. you know, for six years, seven years of my life. And you pick him up nine miles away. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you would do that, but then one night. He would be like the night with Dollar and Duds when yeah. he treed nine singles and never got over 400 yards from yeah. you. And so people don't understand uh, how different a dog can be away from the house and in a crowd and how a dog adjusts to his situations or adjusts to his surroundings and like Trader did. Yeah. And so when we look for a dog... Well, you, you, can't, you can't quantify that. I mean, you no. can't say, well, this dog's going to look like this when he gets off the road. But they can't understand what their dog's going to look like until it gets on the road. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so Trader was a prime example of that. And then we get into X Jr., who was just pure talent. 100% talent. I mean, that dog had track talent for days. Yep. And X was, he was loud, and he was pretty, and he was accurate, and he was all the bells and whistles. And then you get into Pretty's country. in the eye of the beholder, yes. though. That's true, too. I mean, you like them great, big, white, yeah. goofy-looking <laughs> things with blue eyes like Trader, and I like dogs that look like X-Junior. But in uh, country, was had all the bells and whistles, too. Absolutely. And all the talent, too. And he, when, when country put it all together, he was so impressive. Mm-hmm. So when I, people ask me, you know, what are, the, what are the best dogs you've hunted with? Can I give you a top five? Top five. I want to hear Jed Finley's top five. No particular order. No, 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 no. Oh, you want me to go I from want you five number to one? one to five. Okay. Or start from start from your fifth best dog. That I've ever hunted with. Ever hunted with. I would say number five would be Major's Moves. Yeah. George Major's yeah. Old, and Andy Mackey's old moves dog. Yeah. Um what was so great about Moves? He could take a track and drive it through there fast. I mean, he was Everything about him was you'd like. Number four, Whitey. Yeah. I, I never got to hunt with Whitey. I love that dog. There was things about him that were just make you go, wow. And he was the dog in a cast 
the thing I loved about him, he would catch up to a, you could be blowing him out of the water and he could catch up, but he'd do it so subtly. It wasn't like, oh shit, the yeah. next thing you know, you're just behind because it wasn't nothing flashy. It was just nice and steady throughout the whole cast. Number three, bad habit. I watched that dog put on Coon Tree and Clinics I don't know how many times. Just one of them dogs that I, I would have owned him. And I should say these are dogs that I would own. Yeah. Number two, Tequila Sunrise. One of the best layup dogs I've ever seen. Um, I hunted with him in Aurora, Kentucky, I don't know how many times. And every time, same style of dog. And number one, this is probably going to be a big shocker. <laughs> but it was a dog that I tried buying. And it was big country. Really? Yes. So he, your number one and my pretty close to number one is the same. That is very rare, but yes. <laughs> now, hey, I'm not saying there ain't other dogs like Meltdown and Ruby that I've hunted with, you know, numerous times. Mm -hmm. That I'm saying that I would have actually owned. I um, those two, they could have won ten million dollars, and I wouldn't have owned either one of them. Yeah, I don't like how much they bark. Pure coon dogs. I get, but the barking, I don't like that. Um, and the reason country is my number one, not to blow Strickland's head up, because I'm sure that it's if, big he, enough already. if he's listening to this, you ain't going to get it through a door. Um, but what I like about country is the first time I hunted with him, the, when the cast, he stayed steady throughout the whole entire cast. Mm -hmm. Okay, then the next time I hunted with him, he was the same dog. The next time I hunted with him, he was the same dog. Consistency is the reason I really like that dog. What about the dogs that you have owned? The dogs I've owned? Top five dogs you've had your name on. Because you've owned a bunch. Yeah. Top five dogs I've had my name What's on. the most talented dog? Shock. Yeah. Most talented dog, yeah. bar none, is Shock. Yeah. Um. The best, the best five though. I mean, Whitey Shock Trader, Bones and Scent probably. Yeah. And the problem is Ralph's right there too because. It, what about Rain? Rain, yeah. And Duds, poor Dudsy, your baby. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> that, that's the problem. Is there's too many. There's a of bunch. Them, but each one of them, the problem is each one of them is good in different situations. Yep. 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 Um, you take. Scent and Ralph. Coons are down, they can gut you. Rain, same way. But rain looks can look good with no coons down, mm -hmm. so can scent. Ralph, coons gotta be down point blank period. Yep. Bones, he's one of them dogs where if it's gonna be a two to three coon cast, he's gonna treat Bones you. was so workmanlike. Yes. It's just like Bones would go tree you three coons if you turned him loose in a coon desert. Yes. You turned him loose in a coon zoo. Yes. No matter who you turn it's just like he's gonna get two or three coons. Yep. And you got a tree three or four to beat him. Yep. But the reason I say shock, um, he's one of the styles of dogs that I've won so many casts with when I've cut him loose with five minutes left. Um and he has a knack he had a knack, he don't have it no more. But when he was younger, mm -hmm. he had a knack just finding where the coons were. So no matter where you cut him. When you say at. he doesn't have it anymore, 
Well, he might have it. He has it when you pleasure hunting. Yeah, but when but you I'm get just him saying, in the crowd, he don't. Uh, how many times Shock and Con and Duds and Ralph and Dempsey and these male dogs have just broke our hearts in a cast mm-hmm. because they're so good. And they're right here around the house, and they're so good. And you yep. take them to a cast, and they just absolutely break your heart. Yeah. I mean, Shock is the He's worst done. Oh yeah, about he, that. Him Between him and Duds, I don't know which one's worse. Well, Duds, Duds has <laughs> broke her heart all his career. <laughs> but those two are side by side <laughs> in the talent pool yeah. of being junk competition. But Duds right can't lay a dog or lay a coon up like Shock can. No. Duds has got to have on, tracks on the ground. But on a running track. There's not many better than Duds. No. That is probably, and I would put X in that category and probably country in that category as far as just put them both, put them all on the same coon track mm-hmm. and Duds is going to beat you most, yep. most times. But Duds was a train wreck his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> From the time we started hunting him in the hunts when he was like two or three until whenever he dies... He'll be the, he'll be like that. He'll break your heart. Hey, but Shock wasn't like that forever. No, when he was at, from two two years old, to Shock was five. unbeatable. Yeah, yeah. Two, two to five, he would just destroy yeah. a cast sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and so when you think of dogs that can win versus dogs that have pure talent, there's a complete difference. Yeah, and Razor's another one. Oh, Razor. You know, you can I take. I forgot him, about Razor. You can take him to a hunt. The problem with Razor is he don't always travel the best. No. You know, and that happened when he was a, when we took him to a one-year-old Super Stakes. I mean, he was sick, and I swear to goodness, he, when you take him on the road, he puts that yeah. and it gets in his mind. Um, but if he hauled, look out. He can, but if he goes to a spot and gets settled in, you're fine. Um, survivor. I know we didn't, his mouth wasn't always the greatest, everything else, but you know, when he was 18 months old. Survivor's big problem, and it wasn't that I wasn't a Survivor fan, because that was a good coon dog. Mm-hmm. Very good coon dog. But he would do something in a cast. To lose it. To lose it, and he would take time off. Maybe he would bump a deer and run it down and catch it and be mm-hmm. chewing on it out in the middle of a bean field or, or something crazy, you know. The dog yep. would do something to screw... He would... There would be times during the cast where he wasn't focused on tree and coons. Yeah. If the dog stayed focused on tree and coons for two hours, then he would have been great. Well, when he know? was 18 months old. Oh, yeah, he was great. Hunt, good dog. Very good dog. That, that dog was so focused when I went to the world hunt. More focused than any other dog I ever seen, you know, going into that world hunt. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's, I've had a lot of dogs. and I mean, I, I could even go back to a Hope if you want to just go out and coon Well, tree. yeah. You know, that's the deal. And Boozer, the old black and tan Boozer dog I had, I mean, if he wouldn't have got mean, he was a blast to hunt. So, and we, we touch on this topic all the time, but pleasure dogs and competition dogs are the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And, and but the competition dogs are at a better, a higher level. Yeah, but there's some dogs that are, a pleasure to hunt. Rain. Yes. Rain, for instance. Scent. Shock. Yeah, anything. Pretty much all that we're hunting now. Yeah, because we got handles on them. We can call them across 
the Mississippi River if we have to. And so I actually made a video here a while back. Uh, we were hunting. Whenever we went down there and pleasure hunted that state ground. Yeah, when we had sent rain and We had sent rain and conned. Mm-hmm. And we had treed like seven singles. Yep. And we'd only hunted for two hours. It, I think it was just under two hours. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I talked you out of turning loose again. Yeah. yeah. Because we were getting ready to go. Two nights later, <laughs> we were getting ready to start that hunt. Which, in theory, we never <laughs> won a single cast. We should have kept hunting, apparently. We should have right. hunted until yeah, daylight. You were right. But at the end of that hunt, uh, Con was still running and sent and rain. We just pulled them off coons. Yep. And we never had a single leash on a dog. Nope. Uh, we were just walking. We yep. told Scent to heal. We told Rain to heal. Yep. We walked up towards the truck. Con was running left-handed. I called him in. Yep. And then I told him to heal. And we never put a leash on any of them dogs all night long. Nope. They were never on the same tree together. Nope. Uh, we treed seven singles. We hunted for two hours. And so I don't know how it gets any more pleasurable than that. Yep. And these are dogs that have won all over the planet. Yep. And so there's no difference between competition dogs and pleasure dogs. No, there's not. There's some that are more of a pleasure to hunt. Yes. And there's some that are a better competition dog. But that's just up to the handler. That's correct. Like, say, Spice. Yep. I'm going to throw Nathan Guthrie under the bus again. She would not be a pleasure to hunt unless she had a ranger. No. Unless and, she, I don't know, I've never hung with her just by herself. Yeah. But in a cast, the way she blows through there and stuff. I mean, Trader wasn't a pleasure to hunt. No, no. Sometimes he was. Yeah, but I mean, but it's not like we 10. couldn't have made him that. Right. It's if you want to do it. Yeah. If if Nathan wants to just reel spice in, he can reel her in. Oh, absolutely. If uh, Jeremy wanted to re- reel Venus in, he could reel her in. Yeah. Uh, some of these other dogs that just blow through the world and tree coons, but they're not bad coon dogs and they're not, not a pleasure to hunt. It's just that their hunting style has a knack for winning. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to change it. Yeah. And but, I mean, it's, it's frustrating to me when people say, oh, you know, these, these pleasure dogs don't have any sense and they, they don't, they don't have any brains and they're not as talented as they used to be. And, Back in the day, blah, 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 blah. Well, we all hunted back in the day. We're not young men anymore, as much as I hate to say it, Jed. <laughs> but me and you both got 25, 30 years in this. Mm-hmm. And what about the dogs of today versus the dogs of the mid-90s? The only thing that I see different, and this is being honest, I think we, and we're getting away from it now, but we went through a period where we had too much tree. Yeah. Um, otherwise... Jason already said the same thing on one of our podcasts, yeah. I mean, otherwise, now, to what we had before, we're kind of going back to what we had before where they ran a little more but were more accurate. Because you go to a pro classic, I'm sorry, but... Them, man, them jokers have them coons. Exactly. I mean, I think there was 319 coons treated at La Plata. Yeah. 319 coons. And everyone says, oh, you're turning them loose in thick coons and these coonsoos. You hunted where I hunted. Yeah. They weren't all coonsoos. No. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're to treat 319 coons in a three or a four-day span, Yeah. that's some good dog work. Oh, yeah. These are good dogs. It's hard to win. My gosh, it's hard to win. But like I said, I've said it a million times. 
these dogs today, I think, are getting back to what we were before too much tree. And I think we're on the right track. Is it because of uh, genetics, pure genetics, or is it because of the way we train them? I think it has more. I think genetics do have a lot to do with it. Um, I, I'm a firm believer thinking, you know, when you're not breeding, more people have went back to the tracking ability than the treeing ability of a dog. And that's my opinion. You got rid of some of your old tree happy dogs have passed on. So now you're breeding. What are those those tree happy dogs, Jed? Uh, hurt, I hate to tell you, but track man drew a bunch of them. <laughs> but it was track man stuff got in this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was Tyson. Yeah. Or you sure he don't have more rat than track man? Maybe. He may be. I but don't know. No, I'm just saying, you know, track man threw a little bit more of a tree dog. But when you look at track man dogs, and trust me, and as Kurt would tell you, I'm not a fan of track man dogs, never have mm-hmm. been. Uh, they are easier to start. Absolutely. They're because they treat quicker. Tree, yeah. They are natural born tree dogs. And if you get a guy behind them, that knows how to deal with a natural-born tree dog, they were fine. My arm would get tired. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd get switching them off them slicks, but you could get them right. Yeah. But... That ain't a pleasure to <laughs> No, no, it's not. But I think... And the other thing is, to your point, though, we have become more lazy as coon hunters. How so? Well, hell, I ain't going pleasure hunting tonight and walking. I'm driving to everything. Yeah. You know... Um, our dogs have way better handles on them. Yeah. I mean, we have just gotten lazy. But our dogs have better handles on them. Our dogs uh, ain't as good as what they used to be either winning in these hunts because we've done all this stuff. To that's them. true, too, but our dogs are also smarter than they were 20 years ago. They might be smarter. A lot. Smarter oh, no, not might be. Checks. Not might be. They are a lot smarter. Hey, smarter does not no, necessarily cash and checks. sometimes the dumb dogs that don't know any better are easier to win with. Thank you. They are. I mean, I'm not going to be I'm not going to lie, but these it ain't like we haven't won. No, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> We're all just saying. <laughs> but no, there that is a fact though. I think there is good dogs out there that, you know, and we're going in the right direction. I do feel that. When we another another point of emphasis that I hear from is the big game guys. Mm-hmm. And you've, I've bear hunted now. Yeah. You know, we went up there to Wisconsin. We went bear hunting. We seen their bear packs. Uh, I'm not going to mountain lion hunt for another month or so. Whenever the snow gets on out there, I plan on going out there with you. But you've done a lot of big game hunting. Mm-hmm. Mountain lions, bears, uh, some bobcats, stuff like that. What is the difference between, because here's how I see it. Uh, we have dogs, and we try to get them to a pinnacle of what they're supposed to do. So you look at, say, a retriever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get a lab. I shoot a duck. The dog goes and gets the duck. It brings it back. That's not that difficult. A uh, pointing dog that works within 50 yards of you, points your birds, you shoot them, it finds them when you're dead, and you run the dog down, and you get it out of his mouth. That's not that difficult either. Yeah. I've done both of those. But with a Labrador or a Chessie or any other retriever, 
to do a 250-yard blind retrieve through obstacles, through poison birds, through things like that is the pinnacle yeah. of that breed. Uh, to do, you know, the point dogs when you're when you're looking at gun retriever dogs that, you know, maybe 300 yards in front of you and got such a good nose they'll point a covey of quail 100 yards away and mm-hmm. and you can let them just run free and stuff like that. The field trial dogs and stuff like that they're they're a different level. Our dogs are a different level. Yes, they are the pinnacle of what a hound can be. Yeah, because. When you take of all the tra- all the traits that a dog has to have, uh, they have to be a good track dog. They have to be a stay put tree dog. Uh, they have to have some talent, but we have to have it to where they do all that alone, mm-hmm. to where they do all that better than three dogs that are next to them. Uh, we're not just trying to catch game. We're trying to catch game and do it faster than anything else that we turn loose with. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a different level. Now, do you have that same feeling as far as, as big games dogs? You, do you think a run-of-the-mill trader dog, for, any, for instance, could go out west and tree mountain lions and tree bears in a pack? Absolutely. We've seen it. Well, yeah, we did see it. But I just want to hear, <laughs> I just want to hear it from you, too, because... No, no they're, they're the same dogs. It's just how they're brought up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can take... We took Vold up there, which had never seen a bear. Never seen a bear. We turned him loose. Walked. I've never seen a bear, and Volt had never seen a bear. <laughs> and we took him in, walked him in. He seen the bear in the tree, went ballistic. Bear come down the tree, we cut him loose, he runs and bays it. Yeah. I mean, what what more do you want? And I, I like when we, the very initial Truth podcast, I told Chris that you couldn't tell me that a Wipeout 3D yep. or a $1,000 bill mm-hmm. or a stylish trader or something like that, wouldn't fit into a big game pack and be just as good, if not better, than all their dogs. The one thing that's different, though, Mm -hmm. is the pack. Our dogs are bred to be more independent. Yeah, but... But you got to start them with a pack, and then they they might mold into that. But when we talk about independence, how hard is that to take out of a dog? Because it's not that hard. No, but what I'm saying is you got there's little things that you mm-hmm. got to fix from our dogs to what they're hunting. Because like say mountain lion hunting, prime example. You go until you find a track, you put the dogs on a track. Now, depending on how old that track is, you're going to need a different nose dog. So, I mean, there is a difference in that. You need a colder nose dog to start Oh, them. we're going to we're going to have to get into that cuz I disagree with you there. Well, now on the bears, it's totally different because mm-hmm. the bears you're dumping loose on bait, but you're not free ranging these dogs. Which could you could you could you could mountain lion hunters and and bear hunters take note. I I would not want to free range cut a dog mountain lion hunting though. I got I I can't talk about the mountain lion packs because I, I haven't been there yet. I cannot wait. And you see this. <laughs> And we go up this mountain, and you free-range a dog up that mountain. But not all areas are the same. I mean, the dry ground guys, the Brett Vaughns of the world, you know, they're... I just feel like you could take some really talented dogs and just cut them. You could, but the problem is, where are you going to pick up... You run out of GPS signal sooner or later. That's true, too. But also, just like we've proved with rain, scent... Con, shock, all these dogs that have won all over the planet, 
that you can bring them back. You're one button away from getting them <laughs> dogs right back at your feet. Right. But what I'm saying is in the mountains, it's a little diff more difficult because you're going to lose communication. Yeah, that's probably true. But I'm just saying it, I would not now bear hunting where we hunted up there in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. where it's flat, you know, you got big blocks where you can drive around. The mountains ain't the same. That was fun. That yeah. was a lot of fun. But I mean, it's not the same terrain wise. So you're not going to be able to pick them up as far. But I just feel like those guys uh, could take a good pack of dogs, three or four dogs, and just free range them, just free cut them. If you knew there's lions in the area, yeah. Or lions or bears or whatever big game, you could just free cut them. I mean, because there's a lot of mule deer and everything else. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, I mean, you gotta you got to have broke dogs and good dogs, and yeah. I think you could just cut them. Yeah. If they're in the area. If you have – I could see it doing with bear hunting more than with mountain lion hunting, though. But these dogs that we're training and that we're winning with, I still think are on another level than a really good bear pack. Oh, absolutely. Or a really good big game well, pack of any kind. Here's the difference, I think. The biggest difference in that is you got that one dog that has, has the mind of its own and does everything himself. Mm -hmm. When you're running a bear pack or a lion pack, they're working together to tree something. But are they working together... Absolutely. Or, or are there two or three good dogs and... There might be two good dogs and then a bunch of backpackers. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't... I've been around hounds all my life, and I can't see... Say you turn... I think what's the limit on in Wisconsin? Six dogs on a bear? Yep. So you turn six dogs loose on a bear track. Ain't but two of them doing anything. Yeah. Until the bear's bait up, or the yeah. bear's seen. And then they all join in. Yeah. But a uh, mountain lion, you, you cut a good track on a, on a mountain road, mm -hmm. and you're cutting a couple pretty good dogs, and then the rest of them are just there for, yeah. for cannon fodder yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's just not – I don't know. I f they do cross over, though. Our coon hounds can go tree. Oh, you bet. Absolutely. And maybe some of their mountain lion dogs could come. They could. Yeah. I, no doubt about it. I'm sure they, they've got some good track talent. Yes. And dogs with grit mm -hmm. and dogs with heart. And, you know, you've, you've said it just as much as I have that dogs with heart are just as important as anything. Absolutely. And but, so, no, I think it, they cross over both ways. Um, I just think people got this one-track mind about their style of hunting, you know, you got your mountain lions guys and you got your bear hunting guys and you got coon hunting guys. All these dogs are doing the same thing. They're all bred to do the same thing. Track something and tree it. But when you're, when you're treating a mountain lion or you're treating a bear, most of the time they can see it. Oh, absolutely. And so when a dog trees a coon, it's, it's purely by scent. Right. But mm. they're running the track. A lot of, most of the time they're running track by scent and then getting to the point where they can see it. Yeah, but not with coon dogs. Some dogs can't do nothing but ambush a dog. <laughs> ambush a coon. Uh, and they that, watch them go up them that bushes. Gets, that gets me on this deal where people are saying that the... And are those dogs... Those dogs are going to go away. With no leash locked? I don't believe so. You don't think so? Not if you got one that's fast. Yeah, but still. Because if you fly... Just think, if you fly in there 300 yards and bushwhack a coon, and then you go... 
walk off that tree, cut loose, and you go 600 yards of bushwhack a coon. What's yeah, but how often are you going to see a coon climb a tree uh, anywhere other than where coons are super thick? Most of them dogs are going to be out of hearing. Right, but those dogs will stay in their part of the country. Yeah, well, one thing, one thing about look it, at where the world hunt is, though. Yeah, that's true. You got a point. You got if, a point if, there. If, if you look at your major events, now Moody's hunt, I I feel Moody's hunt's going to be won by a different style of dog, and I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I think the hundred thousand dollar hunt will be won by a different style of dog than what normally wins. What do you think kind of style of dog is going to win that hunt? I haven't hunted down there. I've heard it's good hunting, but that time of year, you never know how much water you're going to have down there. Um, if you get a good cold deep freeze down there, um, coons may be moving, coons may not be moving. If the coons are not moving, you're going to see your old school, just one to two coons treed. But I have a feeling they'll tree a bunch of coons. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to treat 319. Probably not. But I would say they're going to treat quite a few coons. So. But I think it's going to be one of your older style dogs where it's a good track dog, you know, and trees two coons or three coons cast. What, uh, I'm trying to think how to, how to articulate this. What kind of, what kind of dog do you think from now on with the rule change is going to win everywhere. A dog that trees coons? Well, yeah, that's always <laughs> one everywhere. But no, but what I'm saying is a dog, dog that you can walk into a tree, recut, and get treed again with another coon that keeps its mind straight on just treeing coons. And that sounds easy. It's not, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, I mean, there's a lot of things, little things that can happen in a cast that can throw your dog's head in a you know, spiral. Like what? Well, for instance, I mean, you go into a tree and it get a dog gets cut. You get covered. Some dogs don't like to be covered, so it can make your dog stay on the ground a little too long, such as what it did to Shock. And then next thing you know, you're treed after all the other dogs get treed, but you're treed clear the other way. The what I've noticed since the rule change. Which I haven't hunted much. What? I love this is my it. first time. Oh, I do too. And everybody's like, "Well, boy, it's gonna be hard to get judges." Man, get in shape. Yeah, I mean, I really I walk. Coon hunters can't be lazy. <laughs> I walked them boys' guts out in them hills the other day, and they were mad at me. But I'm like, you know, I don't feel too bad. Yeah, I felt great. <laughs> but you got to get treed first. Yes, first out of the truck. Yeah, if you're if you're treed first out of the pickup with a coon. Mm -hmm. Cause all these dogs, these dogs ain't going to cover each other. No, not very often. They're not going to be on the same tree together. I mean, last week was a perfect example. We treed, uh, me and Riley were on the same tree out of the pickup and that was it. That's the only two dogs I seen on the same tree all week. Yeah. Everything else spread apart. And so if you get treed first, so you, and some of it's luck because some dogs go one way and mm -hmm. there happened to be a hotter coon the way the direction they went instead of another dog. But if a dog will hustle out of the pickup and get treed and then will hustle off a recut, then they're going to win seven out of ten of their cats. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what we all want. Yeah. So after this rule change, before that, a dog could 
could tote a hundred around for an hour yeah. and get treed and have a coon and be treed for 200 or, and then it gets recut even after you've treed a coon and it gets recut and it's at 325, you treed two coons for 250, you get beat. Yeah. And so you had to tree an extra coon, but now you don't have to tree an extra coon. What? <laughs> you well, still got to tree an extra coon. No, because if you're treed first out of the truck, yeah. I mean, these dogs, by the time you go to you, <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. No, listen. So, say uh, Rain gets treated over here for 50 and 100. Yeah. Well, by the time I go to Rain, recut her, walk all the way to this dog over here that's a mile to the left instead of going right, then it's treated for 200. It yeah. only has like 10 or 15 minutes left to treat another coon. Where Rain has had the hour that I've but walked. But you still got to treat another coon to beat that 200. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you still got to treat an extra coon. You're right. Gosh. You still got to treat an extra coon, but you've got a lot more time Absolutely. to do it. Yeah, you got a lot more. You got a bigger advantage to it. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but you still got to treat that extra coon. You're right. You got to treat the extra coon, but you have more time to do it. Yes. So the rule change, you're in favor of. Absolutely. And I, I really don't think there's that much more walking. How um, often do you get leash locked? Exactly. Um, I just, I guess, I like to keep a cast moving. I don't like to, you know, I don't care if it's your tree, my tree, anybody's tree. Let's get there, get scored, and get out. Um, but I don't think you're going any further in a cast. The only thing I like about it, or don't like about it, and really it's not even a issue because it don't happen very often, is that you can't score them out of order. Yeah. Um, doing it the convenient order. But I haven't had it even come up to a problem where it happened yet. So. No, I haven't either. And and I don't since think. Since the rule change, I don't think I've ever had an instance where I would have been leash locked. I've had one. Have you? Yeah. And that was the other night at La Plata. Um, when we. Everybody was treed right out of the pickup. We were split, um, four-way split. I'd have been leash-locked to walk over to them other dogs, which I just – and that was right out of the pickup. We had and a four-way split. And you still didn't win? No, and I got beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was struck for a quarter, treed for 100. <laughs> I had to tree that extra coon. And you didn't treat it. And I didn't treat that extra coon. I did treat two coons, but it wasn't enough. I needed a third one. All right, is there anything else we need to touch on? No, I can't think of it. There was something else. I had a Facebook post pulled up, and I can't that find was about it now. The, that was about the dogs. It was about how competition Let, dogs today, or dogs today, or some, pardon my French, but freaking bullshit, about how dogs aren't as good today as they were in the 80s or some, I don't know. But I do believe that dogs are coming back around to being... A lot better hounds. Because you, you see a lot more Coon Street in the cast. Yeah, and when you were first coming up, and the independence is one thing, because yeah. that's a, what, probably the last 10 years, 12 years? Yeah, I would even say less than that, though. I mean, to, to get to the point where we're at now. Yeah. I'd but say I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. That's so hard for a dog to do. Yes. And... How you judge uh, the pinnacle of a dog's breed is how difficult something is to do. Mm -hmm. 
like just like we were talking about retrievers, that 250-yard blind with a poison bird through two or three obstacles is hard. Mm-hmm. Now, don't not that's not saying that it ain't a 50-yard live bird out of a blind is is not that difficult. Dogs can do that all the time. Yeah. But, you know, you talk about how hard it is for something to do, then that's hard. Yeah. To get a dog that's a natural pack animal to be by itself all the time, which is so common these days. Mm-hmm. This People don't understand how common that is. Yeah. Every cast I'm in, nothing is together. Yeah. Nothing. They make a point to be alone. They're good about being alone, and everything's good about having their coons. That's difficult to do. Yes. And so that, I feel, is makes these dogs better than what we had 10 years ago. Yes. But I think, all in all, you're, and we're going to go through another phase before long. We're going to have too much tree or too much track or something like that. I was but, just talking about how a dog that covered would just dominate a cast anymore. Absolutely it would. <laughs> I mean, they would be a dominant force. A dog that would just cover that dog out of the pickup mm-hmm. and then be by itself the rest of the night or maybe cover another dog and get in for a quarter even Well, I can and then you, go tree a couple coons. If you think about it, if you had a dog that covered out of the pickup, treed one by itself and covered the rest of the cast, it'd, it'd win, yeah, I would say, 90% of the cast. As long as it's covering coons uh-huh. and not slicks. Oh, I, another thing I was going to talk about is I, I hunted two open events. Yes, you did. Down, I did. Down in, down Arkansas. in Arkansas at the uh, at the Children's uh, Hospital Benefit Hunt. How was that? I've never it been down It was there. awesome. Good. You know, I haven't hunted any open events for probably a couple years. Uh, a $50 hunt never enthused me. But I went down there. I went to the clubhouse. Joy, thank God, they donated a couple of the bags of dog food, and, and they, they helped them, these clubs out. They donated a few other things. And so I was able to go down there and, and be there with Joy, so I thought, well, I'll just hunt. I had Con with me in the back of the truck. And I walk in the clubhouse. Everybody's so nice and pleasant and greeted me when I came in. And I sit down, and I'm, I'm filling my my deal out for con for my or my slip out for con and someone walks in and i look back and it's owen shelby <laughs> and owen says what on earth is josh mccaylis doing in clarksville arkansas <laughs> and so uh yeah it was great we had two good casts i hunted wednesday and thursday night our casts uh guys i've never met Never been around, didn't even know I existed, didn't even know that they existed on this planet. And they were awesome to hunt with. Good. Uh, John Case won my cast one night. Uh, Carl, I can't remember his last name, an older gentleman won my cast the other night. Con actually looked pretty good. He yeah. was excited to be there. Hey, there's another one that hasn't wanted to be in a cast, and now yeah, maybe things are looking up for 2022. Because <laughs> they can't look any He's worse. six years old, and I put him in a cast finally after being three, mid th- two or three years. Yeah, and I put him in a cast, and he was actually happy to be there, so that was good. Yeah, but yeah, open events. Yeah, and they were good. Yeah, so shout out to the Clarksville Coon Hunters, and I can't remember the other one. Uh, the northern arkansas something cooners i don't know but anyway they were great we had two good casts everybody was fantastic 50 dollars open event and we were talking about how it's only a money man sport john case is a guy that he even told me after the cast his dog treated coon for 200 con treated coon for 75 and 100 
Uh, Con went and treated a persimmon slick, and his dog stayed out of trouble, so John wins the cast. You know, easy peasy. And John told me, he goes, you know, I'm excited to hunt against you because I've never left just right around here. Mm -hmm. Super nice guy with a really nice dog, and those guys are all over the place, and, you know, they could win just as easy as we could win at a $6,500 Pro Classic. Absolutely. You know, those good dogs, good people. So, you know, we're excited to have them. But, yeah, no, it was fun. Well... Won't be long. You'll be at fifty dollars open events. It ain't gonna be long. I'm ready. No, it for won't Texas. because Lone Star's coming yep. up. I'll be signing off. I won't be on a podcast until probably te- Texas if we do one with Kevin. Uh, we'll be down there. Kevin's getting on the podcast. And we got to do Guy Manning. Guy Manning was on, which I just talked to Tyler. Speaking of Tyler, I said yep. Jackson, but his name's Duncan. Uh, he did Guy Manning. Did he? But we're gonna do it too. Yep. Uh, Guy don't have any choice. Yeah. Guy's gonna be on it whether he likes it or not because Texas is fantastic and guy is a legend yeah and so we're definitely going to get guy back on and and t- like tyler said he goes hey man he goes i did it for an hour and 45 minutes and because i didn't even touch what guy's <laughs> been through yeah <laughs> so so we're going to do the same thing and and kudos for tyler for getting for getting guy on there so yeah so anyways man there was something else i want to touch on but i can't remember what it was We'll touch on it next time. Yeah, we'll touch on it next time on the next uh, Circle Points. Anyway, Jed, you got anything to finish up with? Nope. I just uh, I hope everybody down there in that tornado mm-hmm. alley that had them problems, them big storms come through. I hope everybody's doing all right, and uh, thoughts and prayers are with them all. And uh, we won't have anything until after Christmas, so Merry Christmas to everybody yes, as Merry far as Christmas. that goes. It ain't happy holidays here. It's no, Merry it is Merry Christmas. Christmas. Uh, reason for the season. Yeah. And, and even Josh has his Christmas tree up. I did. It looks fantastic. I, I, I cut a cedar tree behind the house <laughs> with the kids today. It does look good, though. Yeah, Credence loves it. Yeah. Josh made me a nice meal tonight. Heck, yeah. It's, I, he's I, feeling I, the season, I'm, I'm taking uh, notes from uh, Jennifer Cummins because she made me pork chops <laughs> whenever I went down there. So I made pork chops tonight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Jed, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh Next week, uh, we got some really good stuff coming up. I won't announce it yet, but it, it it's really good. Uh, it I will be see com- you. Be some comedy. Yes, and we will do Kevin actually when we get down there. Yeah. So that'll be our next circle point. And that will be some comedy. That will be. That's twenty years. Kevin, of two Kevin guys Ellis up with a guy yes. putting up with me yeah. for twenty years. Kevin Ellis will have some fantastic things to put on the podcast. I've no yep. doubt. Everything from getting stuck <laughs> to coming picking me up in a rainstorm, you name it. Oh, yeah. Tell them traders to shut up at the back yeah. of the truck because he don't know where he's at exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's got all kinds of good things. Police escorts and everything. Yeah. And so uh, stay tuned, Jed. Thanks for joining us again yep. on this Circle Points. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll come from me from Texas next time we talk. Yeah. Next time we, we record this is in, yeah, it'll be... What's about a, a month yeah we're leaving on the first right yep we'll leave on new year's day yep so we'll be in texas that week we'll record then and it'll air the week after so uh yeah look forward to it uh jed thanks for joining me yep thank you and this is josh michaelis on the truth on the houndsman xp podcast network and i hope you guys tune in and i hope you guys uh tune in next time thanks